0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire, Steven Universe fan podcast. This is episode 189, and today we'll be talking about pool hopping. I'm
1: GC13. And I'm David. So yeah, we're on to the cat episode! Adorable. I really like how animals are represented in this show the cats i don't know why there's like sort of like when line was first introduced there's no precedent for this but i just feel like they should start talking or something like they just you know they're like we're in this magical world and we're so used to seeing crazy things but these cats are just so adorable and they're so you know just silent even in their action they're just so subtle so quaint you have the one that's just always has its eyes closed it's very adorable so i'm just imagining that cartoon network can post a Let's just call it a thirty-second short
0: video. It's just Steven sitting there playing Golf Quest Mini, and it's like for twenty seconds, it's just Steven sitting there playing. All you see is his face, and you see Cat Steven sitting there watching him. And then Cat Steven says, "You should use your accuracy potion." And he's <coughs> like, "Hmm." Goes to do something, and then does the Steven Universe and Cartoon Network logos.
1: Done. Yeah. Sounds good. I really like Cat Steven's just name, too, just that we're going to have to keep. I I have no idea how much we're going to see Cat Steven now, but that's going to be adorable for them to just draw in the background all the time in his house.
0: Yeah, probably probably see her every every once in a while. So are are you with the people who are looking at Cat Steven's eye and thinking, man, what, what is with all these people who have damage to their right eye? Are they trying to tell us something about future
1: Steven? You know, I don't. I don't really feel like it's an Adventure Time situation of like keep referencing the idea that Finn's gonna lose his arm, but um,
0: but don't forget, Rebecca did come from Adventure Time.
1: I, you know, but it's just it. It would be a really weird sideways foreshadowing yeah. because of Garnet and yeah it's interesting i mean and that's basically why any character we've seen with an eye missing pretty much always references her except for i guess eyeball does eyeballs gem cover the same eye socket
0: i have not gone through and compared like people like suitcase sam or eyeball or
1: maybe it's just easier to draw that
0: i think it's her left eye she's missing
1: yeah I mean, you know, it's just a simple, clean reference to Garnet, Uh, nothing more than that. So yeah, and then there are other
0: people who think, oh, maybe this means something that happens to, you know, one of the uh, the ruby or sapphire.
1: Yeah, Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh. It'd be neat if, you know, we saw some greater reaction out of Garnet that was specific to that cat that you know oh she sees something about herself in the future but we didn't get any of that she just said there's
0: something about her i like
1: yeah which is probably just a cute reference to the fact that it's a single-eyed blue-eyed cat like Mm -hmm. you know she has one blue eye Sapphire. i mean i think it's i think it's as simple as that but yeah that's
0: that's what i think but who? who, what, what, what do i know
1: I mean, I'm just saying, if people are desperate for uh Foreman fun theories, we we have a lot uh of other stuff going on. <laughs> like this is probably not the biggest mystery in Steven Universe
0: right now. You can make a game theory episode about anything.:
1: Oh, and they really, really have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this episode is kind of, as I was like filling out my notes, there we we kind of touched on a lot when we did our big overview. This episode has an interesting place in this bomb and in the season. We kind of have this sort of mini focus on Garnet because she was also telling the story in Your Mother and Mine. It's interesting that they chose this time to sort of arbitrarily focus on garnet i think that's one of the parts where that's a little weaker for me this episode i wish we had had more of that build up in seeing garnet struggling with her future vision like that's kind of a conflict that was just brought up now we didn't have a single time where we saw her trying to make a prediction and 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 failing in some way or you know, I like the idea that she introduced that there was this pressure being put on her or or that she was putting on herself to answer what coming doom there might be. Uh, I can imagine anxiety from Pearl or Amethyst causing her anxiety. But uh, we didn't get to see that, which, which is lame because that's a place Steven Universe succeeds all the time in showing us that that tension that Steven kind of has to see to the side. I mean, I love stuff like that, like seeing Amethyst talking about her problems to Vidalia and Steven seeing their feet, uh, you know, uh, on the porch and hearing them talk about their worries for you know the incoming home world like that stuff's awesome and and that's the kind of thing that would have made the sudden rainfall and garnet's sudden fear more interesting
0: well we have been complaining about her future vision an awful lot and if nothing else it was a very utilitarian episode finally explaining it i mean it's just that steven's grown up and she has not yet well before the episode, has not yet come to realize that Steven's going to act differently than he used to, and it's as simple as that, apparently.
1: Uh, There's something to that realization, too, she has, where it feels like it's a little late in the show, like as a viewer, I think we've we we saw Steven growing a lot earlier than this and oh yeah from from the crystal gem perspective too even ever since they started him there was a point in the show where they didn't even want him going on missions and then i feel like after the test and then uh sort of continuing on as he's built up his shield powers and he's shown himself to be fighting against amethyst and stuff and holding his own like it just kind of felt like the crystal gems understood Steven a lot more to have changed and grown so i i, I didn't feel that garnet really Really saw him as much of a child so this was kind of a realization for me that that felt a little weird i was like i can't believe garnet still thought of him this childishly that she would think he wouldn't even understand her coffee future vision explanation
0: well remember back in the test that we saw a character development of steven that they didn't see mm-hmm. all they saw was steven being happy to have got a win got a difficult test that he succeeded at that they knew was not actually difficult we realized that he saw their needs and rather than confronting them did what he had to do to let them know that they did a good job so you know maybe maybe she's just too close to Stephen to notice i guess these changes
1: I know they wouldn't have agreed with his decision either the second time or third time he went into space <laughs> and, you know, got kidnapped that that sort of uh by Aquamarine, you know. But he made that choice. She said, you know, uh, she expects him to turn away from responsibility. I was like, even though he didn't need to take on that responsibility, you saw him take on a, a huge weight when he left yeah. into space. So I don't know. I, it didn't really feel... Like, that should be what Garnet thinks. Garnet's super wise. If anything, she's one who sees Steven a lot earlier dealing with things. I mean, I, I love the conversation Steve, she and Steven have. Like, uh, after, not we we need to talk, but the episode right before it where we first see the mutants and then they're talking on top of the hand doing laundry. Yeah, yeah, keeping it together. Yeah, it feels like that's a, like, she's had these mature conversations with Steven. But maybe she still sees him also like the kid that she just tells a cute story to on his birthday about, you know. How she fell in love. Like I mean, I guess you know. It's just weird. It's a, It's just weird for me. Maybe
0: but one observation I saw somebody make today was that just like in the run up to Smoky Courts, we had several Stephen and Amethyst episodes, and they're wondering if these are Stephen Garnet episodes in a build up for a Stephen Garnet fusion. I'm not sure about that because the Stephen Amethyst episodes were like all very much about their insecurities Mm -hmm. um i i don't see so much of a common trend with this although hmm, retrospectively there might be one
1: yeah that's what i'm saying i mean it really feels like the next more natural place to go or more interesting place to go is is steven and pearl although i think it's going to take a lot of it, it, it took a lot for us to see steven and amethyst come to that place and i feel like it's going to be a much bigger hurdle i mean just just for even the other crystal gems i think fusing with garnet is uh a little it takes a little more for garnet to be open and receptive to that too and ready because she's already a fusion
0: yeah and i, th- I think we all want to see what rainbow quartz 2.0 looks like
1: yeah well and i think just for any fan wondering if they'll get to see Stephen fuse with the other two crystal gems the answer is yes i'm sure rebecca sugar was obsessed with that and thinking about <laughs> what weapon they would have and all that stuff you know she's Combat just parasol excited about it yes totally so uh you know that will happen although you know with how much time we may or may not have left in this show that's interesting to think where they might shove that in but it just feels like of course that has to happen
0: of course so let's see, when, when we when we discussed the four episodes together, I mentioned it, but I have to mention again, Buck has a clone running around in Beach City. Super weird. I mean, maybe he just realized he forgot something and ran back without Steven noticing. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, a weird... Because you, you see him with Sadie and Sour Cream, and then you see him again at the Big Donut,
1: you know, which they had been
0: walking away from. It's... Uh...
1: I mean, I feel like that's a thing they should be able to catch too, or realize. I mean, they're all intentionally drawing these things. They have to I think mean, about. I just drew Buck here. Why am I drawing Buck here now? But whatever.
0: Yeah, very good question. I mean, uh, we'll 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 hear next week all about Concrete Heat's new look. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know <laughs> ways to get on GC's nerves. <laughs> get the Beach small City things. Underground wrong.
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I, you know, on that point, the, this is a show where I feel like the storyboarders are are kind of obsessed with the show. I mean, of course, every. Writers on on any kind of show are kind of supposed to be maybe part of the biggest fans of the show. But but especially Steven Universe feels like a a particularly passionate project. So it's surprising when, you know, I feel like they have just as much love for all the random (laughs) fighting boxing characters that maybe even (laughs) normal fans might not remember all the names of. Maybe they
0: have names for some of the characters who just... Purple Puma demolished in that montage in Tiger millionaire you never know,
1: yeah, I feel like all the new faces we saw in the big Donut, even you know at the beginning, probably the most we've seen since the Beach Palooza, all those people might have names and stuff too that they're affectionately known by, uh
0: <laughs> you, know. you know cell phone girl <laughs> yeah uh, but so garnet working so I did she like apply at the big Donut? or As... did she just <laughs> break in and just happened to you know, find a uniform. Or it's very what?
1: much a like vision of how businesses are run, which is ignoring that there is any way that they're run. There's just people that work there, and that's the only thing a child understands about <laughs> about businesses. Not even thinking about <laughs> that there's management or hiring process. Uh, I, I don't understand how Garnet got a job there. Stephen didn't even ask. I again, I think there is no management at the Big No Nut. I don't (laughs) know how they get a community run store. It's just people just show up. Someone keeps shipping donuts there. I don't know how. Yeah, it's maybe
0: Garnet called in some political favors with Nanafua to get the job.
1: It's ridiculous. I mean, literally, no one works there until someone else shows up with apparently no hiring process. I, (laughs) I don't know. You say you want to work at the Big Donut?
0: Great. I'll even set the. Cash register to say ka when you hit it. <laughs>
1: we'll let you name donuts after yourself even, sure.
0: <laughs> uh, every, every donut except for one. Yeah. You have to name one donut after someone else.
1: You know, I actually caught these episodes out of order the first time too, because I guess Cartoon Network messed up on the app or or something with airing. And
0: so you saw Letters to Lars first,
1: yeah. So that was also weird. <laughs> Seeing Garnet back in the Big Donut, and then when I saw that, I realized, oh, this is Oops. not in order. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pool hopping definitely before Letters to Lars. Either
1: that, or Mayor Dewey gets canned really quickly. <laughs> Which you know would. I, we don't need that to happen to poor Dewey. He needs to have some successes.
0: No, yeah, you you cannot take the big donut away from Dewey. He is Donut Dewey now and forever.
1: Which, again, I'm concerned about his mental health, but we can talk about that next week. Uh, So let's
0: see here. So uh, aside from coffee not actually working like that, you know, getting neat little rivers of coffee and then a little island. Other than that, I loved Garnet's explanation. It's very, again... The, it's a great visual representation of future vision even if i don't agree with the fact that it's being done with coffee yeah so it served its purpose well
1: you know for all the ways of this episode i i like that instead of just going full on in and like witnessing garnet's future vision again we kind of have this kind of episode much less sci-fi much more emotional but i i'd really be interested to have another i <laughs> maybe we don't need any more future vision focus episodes but it It'd be really interesting to get inside Garnet's head. Maybe one more time just to let them be crazy with seeing some of those <laughs> parallel futures. I mean, there's just so much there. That's what I was hoping for. And uh, of course,
0: I wanted to hear Son of Death Rag, but this this episode was good because because it had cats, but also <laughs> Well, like, I just it was the whole package.
1: Yeah. So I don't know, uh, this episode, does it put a stopper on there being any more future vision focused episodes? I mean, it feels like of any power that anyone has, this has definitely had the most focus, which is weird because again, like I said, with not being able to see Garnet struggle uh, against it, you know, we're kind of seeing her describing that she was struggling with it without actually seeing it. Uh, That's kind of an unfortunate part of the power. I I wish we could deal more with. The implication of that,
0: yeah, it's exactly like Tiger Philanthropist, where they're like, "Oh yeah, Stephen and Ambeth were wrestling every Saturday night. We never gave any hint that this was happening, but don't you worry, it was happening."
1: Right, I uh, and you know, I, I missed kind of uh, in our our past two weeks discussion of of getting to get in some of this talk, but it, lately uh, Stephen Universe has been guilty of really doing a lot of showing and and talking and telling. Yeah,
0: they do a lot of telling and not
1: not so much showing these days. Right, which is very unfortunate.
0: I mean, but at this point, we're, I mean, it's it's not good, obviously, but at this point, we're very invested in the characters and their struggles, so we're willing to let a lot of that slide. But I, I do wish that they would really crack the whip on that writing like they used to.
1: I, you know, if if just really briefly, I just want to mention it because I, I didn't throw it back in, in Jungle Moon. But if, if you go back and watch that episode again, compared to to even early uh, going back, maybe second half season one, there's a lot of moments where just constantly Stevani is describing exactly the action she is performing or is thinking about performing or describes exactly what she's seeing, even though the the audience is completely able to see the thing in front of her, see what she is doing or what they are doing. Uh, it's just kind of annoying this episode doesn't have that because they're kind of running around more but but it's those same kind of problems that i'm starting to notice more um which maybe i need to stop thinking about them so that i don't notice them so much but it's not that hard to the thing is if you just take those moments away It's it's great. What's happening on screen is great. Like, you know, that's the only it's something that you only need to remove to let the good stuff shine through because there's so much good stuff in in this case, though, in this episode, it's not so much about that the what we're seeing on screens being redescribed to us. We're just missing some of some of that character building, seeing Garnet struggling more, which uh, you know, maybe can be hinted at in the future. But it seems like it was completely resolved at the end.
0: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, again, if we get another Future Vision episode, it'll it'll have to be something fun, like just hey, Steven, let's look at some wacky Beach City timelines. Like I thought this was going to be yeah. because like this episode was put in just to finally finally shut people like me up. It's like oh, okay, guys, <laughs> like for real, what's up with Future Vision? And they're like, okay, okay, GC, you want to know what's up with Future Vision? Here you go. And I thank them for that.
1: Yeah i there's something interesting too about what she said the fact that the way she thought about Stephen blocked some of what she saw for the future that really suggests that Stephen is really critical to what what's happening the idea that Stephen not shying away from responsibility deeply affects what's going to happen is intriguing yeah i mean obviously we know steven's most critical to, to the plot and what happens over anyone else What does that mean, you know? I mean,
0: remember from Say Uncle, like, remember when she said, I'm ready for this episode to be over. I think she might be the Rick Sanchez of the Crystal Gems.
1: (laughs) The only one aware that they're actually a show. Yeah. But she, uh, it's interesting that what, what role Steven still has to play, how... I mean, we still don't really understand the end game at all, or what what Steven's actually going to be able to do. Because from our perspective, as soon as a diamond shows up at Earth, I mean, that's it. They got no defense. I don't care how hopeful they sounded on, you know, Lars's ship, and and like, oh, there's more crystal gems everywhere. We could still do it. Like, no. I mean, the diamonds can totally wipe you out, and all they got to do is pop one bubble in the Earth, and that thing is dead. So. Okay, so like, I, I, I don't want any, any homeworld gems listening in. Gotta, gotta shut your ears for a minute
0: here, but uh, the crystal gems do have a secret plan for when the diamonds show up. What they're gonna do is they're gonna challenge them to a game of rock, paper, scissors for the fate of the earth. And, uh, the, the important thing to know about gems is that they always pick rock. <laughs> <laughs> so you just throw paper and boom, you win
1: that mm, yep that is that's it (laughs) those silly diamonds and their obsession with rocks
0: it's gonna be (sighs) their undoing one day mark my words
1: yeah i really don't know how they're getting around that one and it really seems like the diamonds should be heavily interested in heading back to earth soon i really wish we could see something that was preventing them from heading back to earth right now i guess they still think steven's there plus I got like a million things to do I doing what we still so you have don't an know. empire to run yeah something Empire something need a giant you know weapon of destruction being incubated in the earth I just that'll be super interesting if in the middle of this whole rose who who killed who mystery that that we just get thrown in also the gems are actually super sympathetic because they're fighting something crazy too but mm. yeah
0: I don't know I, I just I'm conflicted. On one hand, they have a need for multiple geo-weapons. On the other hand, we have seen no actual indication that they're at war.
1: No, they totally seem to be easily, like, the humans seem to be the most complex organism we know of yet that they've ever dealt with. So, they seem to just be able to steamroll in, totally take out any planet they need to, and make it into their own with no problems. I'm surprised they even have the weaponry they do. They barely seem to need it.
0: Mm, Curiouser and curiouser.
1: But, uh... But yeah, the cats so were
0: cute. cats,
1: um, yeah, very
0: cute. Too bad, too bad, Fidelia didn't have time to get Cat Steven into the portrait.
1: Oh, that would have been adorable,
0: little angel cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they'll hang that painting up anywhere. Uh, you know, maybe it's time to take down the rose one over the entryway.
0: Yeah, I was gonna
1: say hang it up over the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of fun.
0: No, they could hang it up over the the entrance to the temple. Hang it up <laughs> by the temple door.
1: I definitely, that, that'd that be fun to, I like little connective pieces like that to remind us that episodes happen if they hung that up somewhere.
0: Yeah, that would definitely be funny.
1: But yeah, I guess I don't want to throw in anything else too, too negative. I guess I had some complaints about the Steven Universe cliche of rain coming in during the dramatic moment. You know? I mean,
0: that's not a Steven Universe <laughs> cliche, that's an everything cliche. Yeah. So you just, you just have to accept it.
1: I guess. It's just in the 11 minutes, it's like, well, time to ramp up the the drama right now. Gotta start feeling sad. Let's make the raindrops happen in the last two minutes, you know. I mean, it's whatever. I guess they live on the coast, so it makes sense that clouds can really suddenly form from an otherwise sunny day. I guess they have that excuse.
0: Every time I watch that scene, I'm like, those cats are getting wet and you guys are just standing there yammering. Dry those (laughs) cats
1: off. I know the poor things. I'm so glad that they're uh, that Stephen Universe <laughs> shelters are so helpful, ready, and available to take cats. Oh
0: yeah, I know. It's like yeah, sure, just just call us whenever, and yeah, we have a. We're not just gonna keep them here in the shelter at cages. We're we're gonna put them out in foster care. I mean, <laughs> they are kittens, so they'd be pretty easy to place.
1: Yeah, it's just very positive. I enjoy those kinds of. It's a very good vibe from the show for kids. You know what an ideal world could be.
0: We can dream. We can dream. So any any
1: more thoughts about pool hopping? You know, I I like Cat Stephen. I'm uh you know, we've seen Steven transform his fingers into cats. It'd always be interesting if we had a, you know, Cat Steven and uh f- air quotes Cat Steven uh episode mm-hmm. together. Uh maybe playing around. Uh maybe just Amethyst joins around. Along. Just kitten, just lying and kitten around and uh you know Maybe that could be a way uh, to, to to hang out with Lion, too. Like, just a full cat episode, I think. Yeah, you
0: had, you had Cat Steven sitting on Lion, so. Yeah, we could have the whole crew. Which is, like, extra adorable. <laughs> well, so I guess that's it for us on Pool Hopping. Join us next week, where not only will we be talking about Letters to Lars, but it will be new episode day. Oh, that's glorious
1: day. I'm very happy.
0: But, until then, I'm GC13.
1: And I'm David. Later, everybody.
0: Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.